Tranny Wreck number 13. Podcasting from Portland, Oregon, this is Tranny Rack. Tonight we have feedback from another Trans FM show. We'll talk with Edward about Samuel Alito's confirmation hearings and a new segment called Pet Peeves. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening. My name is Rebecca Nay. Today is Monday, January 16th, 2006. If you're listening to the show on Trans FM, direct download, or podcast, either way, I want to thank you for joining me. Let's get this show started by playing something on the Podsafe Music Network. The name of this selection is called Sound Check Song. It's by Chub Creek Music. Hope you enjoy. Okay. Sounds funny unless you block that goddamn E string. So fuck it. 
I'm gonna go back to the D like normal. That was Soundcheck Song by the Podsafe Music Network. Uh, as you can see, uh, tonight I'm by myself. Uh, Alex is not co-hosting. He's got a lot of homework to do, which uh, the school term has started, so that's kind of typical. Um, as you noticed last week, Alex was carrying the show. Uh, aside from me just trying to adjust to uh, having a co-host, I was also really, really tired and just had multiple brain farts you know more than I normally have during a show and so it was actually good that Alex was there to help me along tonight I have got a clip that I'm going to play from another trans FM show Uh, the name of the show is talking tranny I've talked about it on past episodes it's by Susan Moses She actually did a show where she did a uh, review of all the shows playing on transfm.org. And, uh, of course, being the egotistical bitch that I am, I've got to play the clip where she talked about Tranny Wreck. She uh, gave me some uh, interesting feedback, and I'm going to share that with you now. It's about six minutes, so uh, if you're not into this sort of thing, uh, you can go ahead and fast forward, but I think you will appreciate what she has to say. This is a show, it's, it's fairly new, but the uh, um, the host is Rebecca Nay, and uh, she like actually is like way into like the whole podcasting thing. When you go to her website you'll really immediately see that she's into the podcasting thing. Much more so than she's into, like, doing, just doing a, you know, it's like, I mean, I always called my show a radio show. And, you know, you could download my show. So it's it was like a podcast. But for her, the podcasting thing is, the fact that it is a podcast and not just a radio show is a big noticeable difference. And so what this means for her basically is that, you know, she wants you to download, you know, her show automatically as a podcast. Um, it's really important to her. <laughs> and for me, I don't care how people listen to my show. You listen to my show, you listen to my show. Um, um, and different different hosts want different things. Um, I want, you know, I want, like, people... I want people to give me feedback. They don't have to call in. They don't have to, you know... How, if they want to post on my board, if they want to give me email, I want to know if people are listening because I don't have a really accurate way to get stats, to be honest. 
and I want to know, you know, what people think of what I'm doing and just suggesting some feedback and stuff like that. That's me. Um, Rebecca Nay, she most of all wants to, you know, wants people to vote for her show and listen to it and listen to it via podcast, like automatically downloaded. She wants to be like highly downloaded, which is cool. She's like, you know, I mean, that's absolutely awesome. For her, her big deal is like, you know, she wants to be like the most popular podcast, but, you know, kind of, she wants this to be a really well-known popular podcast, basically, is Rebecca Nay's thing on Tranny Rack, and, um, and, yeah, so, you know, you can vote, you know, and she's really into the whole podcast thing, so you can vote for her on Podcast Alley, you go to her website, there's links all over for, you know, um, for different, like, podcasting sites, um, and, you know, she has show notes on her, um, website, and, and stuff like that, so she's a, but her show itself is like a, is a good is a really good show. You can contribute to it like um, there's ways in which you can basically like leave a voicemail um, for her show, and um, and you know with, even though she's a podcast, it's like you can call in. Um, there's a lot of ways you can interact with her show, in that you can also you know send her an instant message, you can send her an email, you can you know send her basically one of those voicemail things, and there's. A lot of, yeah, there's just a lot of ways you can get involved in her show. And she wants people, she wants a lot of people to be involved with her show. And, but, you know, not as much as, like, you know, the, the Becky Jura show, they just want people to call in. So, it's, you know, you're hearing my comparison. And, um, um, she, she plays music. Um, I know I didn't play a music clip when I played a clip of her show. But she does play music, and she isn't as music heavy as some other shows out there. She's like, she's a show in which, um, it's, when, when she does play music, it doesn't really interrupt what you're doing very much. It's, you know, there's, in, 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 a, in another show, like, let's say, trans, like, you know, rather be a trans fake, uh, trans flake than a trans fake, you know, you have more music than you have talk. But she's definitely a talk show that has music bits in it. And, um, she talks about her personal life. Um, you know, as you're listening, you hear a lot about her personal life and what's going on in her life and stuff like that, and that's really cool, and so that's really different from the other, you know, some of the other podcasts out there. She's like a audio blog, you know, in that way, in, in that she's not a do-the-news-and-complain person. Um, I mean, she won't complain, I, and she's vulgar when she does complain. I mean, it's like, um, it's like, uh, um, I, I mean... I, I I didn't think I was offended by obscenities, but um, I mean because I watched South Park and Chappelle Show and things like that. But like well, I'll be listening to Training Wreck, and it'll be like, wow, that was like an obscenity like right out of like nowhere. Because she'll like you know um, you know she'll say you know bitch or hoe or what have you, just you know casually you know like you know in in the beginning of the show and and or like fuck that or whatever you know. And so that's like you know. I think I think bad words should be reserved for making a point like a bigger deal. And I mean that sounds stupid of me, but that's like totally like how that should go, I think. Um so Tranny Wreck is Tranny Wreck is definitely a show worth listening to and worth having automatically download. And my internet has been terrible lately, so it's like automatic downloads in which I have stuff to listen to are like good. Um but, you know, I haven't seen any... I, I, I prefer, though, to, like, just, like, click and listen. And uh, that's just my preferred way to listen up to a show. 
So, um, yeah. So, yeah. And I gotta give props out to Rebecca because she was, like, really helping me get my show started as a podcast and get an RSS feed, which is, you know, makes it possible for people to automatically download my show. So, definite props out to Rebecca Nay for helping me with that. Thank you, Susan, for that feedback and the criticism, which I consider constructive. Um, she did talk about all the shows on Trans FM, uh, which uh, some of the feedback that she gave on other shows I thought was a little bit harsh. I was kind of gearing up for the same thing when she talked about my show, but <laughs> compared to what she said about some of the other shows, um, I thought she was rather nice to me. I don't know if that was because I helped her, which I doubt. She, One of the things I, I like about Talking Tranny is uh, she is very honest, not only with uh, her listeners, uh, but with herself. She is uh, quick to uh, acknowledge uh, the faults that she has. And uh, personally, I find that uh, very admirable. Um, I, I hope that uh, the other trans FM uh, podcasters and uh, uh, radio streamers uh, take what she has to say, uh, you know, uh, as constructive feedback because that was definitely her intention. Um, that was Talking Tranny. It was episode number 18. If you'd like to listen to that, just go over to talkingtranny.com. Okay, uh, let me uh, respond to some of the things that she said about uh, the show. Um, first of all, I, I, I do want to say that uh, she is right in a, a lot of what she said about uh, the show. Um, I, I, I have sent this message that uh, I want Tranny Rec to be popular. Uh, and I do. I want to get as many listeners as possible. And the reason I want to do that is, well, number one, I'm vain. Um, but most importantly, I, I do believe that uh, this message, uh, I have an important message that I'm trying to uh, get forth on this show. Uh, I want uh, the mainstream public to understand uh, what it's like to be a gender variant person in our society. And... One of the ways to do that is to uh, have a show that will not only appeal to people who identify as transgender, but also people who don't. Um, a lot of the other shows on Trans FM, uh, the audience is geared towards uh, people who identify as transgender in one way or another. Uh, that's not really what I'm doing with Tranny Rec. Uh, the show is uh, set up to uh, to uh, appeal to uh, all kinds of people. And uh, so, so that's why I want the show to be, uh, quote-unquote, uh, popular. That's why I want it to uh, get recognized in as many places and venues as possible, because, quite frankly, uh, transsexuals, uh, in particular, are invisible in our society. And... You know, I just want to do my little part uh, to change that. She talked about my emphasis on subscribing to the show. And uh, my big thing about uh, subscribing to the show is 
I want this show to be as easily available as possible. Um, Obviously, I think the people that uh, benefit the most from subscribing to the show are those that have a portable MP3 player. Um, But still, if you are a regular listener to the show and you are going to trannyrec.com on a regular basis to check and see if there's a new show... Um, as you notice, I, I try to get a show out once a week, but I'm not always a regular. Um, one of the rules that I'm going to start going by, uh, simply because if I'm doing a show in the middle of the week, like what I'm doing tonight, uh, my entire week tends to be kind of fucked up because I'm staying up, uh, really late on the night I'm putting the show out and it's been really stressful, and it's kind of just messing up my sleeping patterns. So I just want to tell you, from now on, if uh, I don't have a show posted to uh, the website by Sunday nights, uh, as a listener, I would uh, like you to assume that I'm not going to get a show out until until the following weekend. Uh, my intention is to never go more than uh, two weeks without a show. Um if I do go uh, up to two weeks without a show, I would uh, I will be posting updates on my blog, which you can find at trannyrec.com. So, of course, it makes it easier if you uh, are subscribed. Now, if you don't know what the hell I'm talking about, still, uh, you know, in 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 regards to subscribing to a podcast, then all you have to do is send me an email trannyreg at gmail.com and I will explain to you uh, how to subscribe to the show. Basically, a subscription allows the show to be automatically downloaded to your computer. Now, if you don't have an MP3 player, then obviously you're stuck uh, listening to it on your computer, which, you know, uh, you know that's going to depend on your financial situation. But um, if you don't want to subscribe to the show, then and you're listening to Trans FM and that's your preferred mode, then I think that's great. I, I also think it's great if you just want to check back at trannyrec.com every now and then and just uh, subscribe or excuse me, download the show. So uh, whatever your preferred method is. Uh, of listening to Tranny Rec, I think that's absolutely great. And uh, if I've come across that, you know, I think you're a jackass, if you haven't subscribed to the show, then, well, I apologize. Uh, Another thing she talked about is my vulgarity. Now, I did get a a voicemail uh, from a listener uh, that uh, commented a little bit on that. Unfortunately, I won't be able to play it because I had to wipe my uh, computer this weekend. So I ended up losing everything on Skype. But, uh, you know, I have mixed feelings about that. Um, if you listen to Tranny Rec 1, I uh, talked about uh, my uh, position on uh, vulgarity and cussing and... Personally, if I were to try and watch uh, what I was saying on this show, then it just would, it wouldn't be the same. I feel like uh, the show would become a lot more restrictive, um, and then it would s- 
start sucking as bad as mainstream radio does. Um, you know, if you are uh, offended by uh, profane language, uh, you know, I do apologize, but I'm not going to change what I'm doing. I'm not going to change who I am. One of the things I'm going to do is make some changes to my website. Um, I'm going to go ahead and uh, put a little warning on trannyrec.com that if you do listen to this show, the two expect uh, obscene language uh, and expect uh, adult content to be discussed on the show. I, I kind of assumed that anybody that was listening to the show would know that already, uh, if because I, I I kind of assumed that most people were getting the show off of a subscription, where you know if you are getting the show off of iTunes or whatever quote unquote podcatcher is out there. Um, it does have an explicit tag, but by looking at my download numbers, one of the things I've found is that a lot of people are going to uh, the site and directly downloading it. So, uh, Susan, thank you for uh, that uh, input, and I'm going to make some changes uh, as a result. So, if you have any feedback, whether it's constructive, uh, uh, in a positive or a negative way, um, please uh, send me an email, trannyrecord at gmail.com, or leave me a voicemail, 503-608-7363. Um, as a result of uh, the feedback that Susan gave me, I'm also going to change the name or adapt the name of my show. Instead of it just being Tranny Rec Podcast, I'm going to start referring to the show as Tranny Rec Radio. It has uh, kind of a ring to it. Plus, I kind of feel like using the term radio will help uh, people that are not familiar with podcasting discover how awesome uh, this uh, new entertainment format is. And uh, yes, uh, I am very excited about podcasting. Podcasting is very important. And uh, I think it's a great uh, medium for uh, people like myself and just average regular day people to uh, communicate their message. So uh, that's enough uh, of my response here. Let's go ahead and play a- another song. This is a song by another artist who identifies as transgender. Her name is Vanessa Marie Spitzer. I hope I said uh, your last name right, uh, Vanessa. Uh, I'm going to be interviewing her, hopefully on the next show, um, so you can get an idea of uh, who Vanessa is and uh, what she's doing. But for now, let's go ahead and play a song that she uh, sent me through email. The name of the song is No One. I hope you enjoy. I'm getting lost in these small town hates 
I'm waiting for it to snow So I can't leave here without a trace And the only thing that's left is all the prints in the snow Oh well, no one, no one, no one has to know Well, no one has to know about us I pull into this gas station just to fill up my tank That dirty looks over the cigarettes and candy bars are too much for me to take I walk back out to my car That's on the palm night Well, no one, no one, no one has to know No one has to know about us The sky is turning gray And the cars are hissing by I am wishing you were here Standing right by my side But I'm dropping this quarter into this phone I'm calling you so I don't feel so alone Cause no one, no one, no one Has to know No one has to know about us We're doing fine Sitting outside of your garden of Eden And you can tell us it's a sin You can tell us it's abomination But I'm, oh I'm, oh I'm only gonna say this once That love is love and that is that If you push us, we'll push right back As many of you who live in the United States know, the U.S. Senate held uh, confirmation hearings last week to uh, nominate President Bush's pick, Samuel Alito, as an associate justice for the United States Supreme Court. I went ahead and picked out a couple of audio uh, clips from those hearings dealing with two issues that I think are very important and that I care a lot about. One of them is, of course, abortion, uh, the Roe versus Wade. And the other one is the president's power and authority to go to war. Let's first hear the clip about uh, Samuel Alito's position on Roe versus Wade as a precedent uh, that as to whether it can be changed or not. And then we'll go ahead and uh, discuss this uh, with Edward. I certainly agree that Roe and Casey and all of the other decisions in, in this line are precedents of the Supreme Court, and they are entitled 
to respect under the doctrine of stare decisis. To the extent that some of the earlier decisions have been modified, then obviously the most recent ones are, are the relevant provisions of, of the Supreme Court. I've agreed, I think, numerous times during these hearings that when a decision is reaffirmed, that strengthens its value as stare decisis. I agree that when the Supreme Court entertains a challenge to a prior decision and says we're not getting to a reexamination of the merits of the issue, we think stare decisis counsels against our going to that point, then that is a precedent on precedent. That seems to me to be entirely logical. Uh, and there we have a long line of precedents now relating to this issue. Uh, I've said, I think, uh, I, I've said that stare decisis is a very important legal doctrine and that there is a general presumption that decisions of the court will not be overruled. There needs to be a special justification for doing it. Edward here. Edward, hi. Thank you for being on the show today. Yeah, thank you for having me. Nice. So you you listened to that clip, uh, uh, Judge Alito's response to uh, Diane Feinstein's question. Uh, what do you think? What's your, what's your opinion as a uh, second-year law student at the University of Iowa? <laughs> well, as a second-year law student, <laughs> basically knows nothing. <laughs> My opinion is that this man is saying what he needs to say to get through the confirmation process. Uh-huh. I'm not saying that he doesn't. I mean, stare decisis, the idea that you decide in accord with previous decisions, is um, a very standard legal doctrine. And I think the people asking the question, what they really want to know is if it comes down to will he overturn Roe v. Wade. That's what they really want to know. Mm-hmm. And he is not going to tell them. Uh-huh. Um, you know, and that's part of the, I guess, is it a good thing? Is it a bad thing that in our, our nomination hearing, you don't allow judges to say like what they would do in a specific instance. Mm-hmm. So that's the, that, that's kind of what we want to know, really. So this so whole uh, this whole concept of stare decisis does this mean that uh, I, I guess you know for explain stare decisis to us because he kept saying that was very important. That's the most important thing. Okay, he, well, what, what stare decisis means? Well, what that means is that um, courts should rule consistently. If they, if you have the same set of facts, the court in both instances should rule the same. And so when a court gets a set of facts that are the same or similar to something it did before, all things being equal, they should rule the same way. I mean, that's what we've come to rely on the court system in this country as being fairly consistent, or we hope that it's consistent. Um, the, the issue comes up, though... Um, like, for example, with the 1985 decision of Bowers v. Hardwick, um, which said, which upheld a law against sodomy, criminalizing sodomy. Um, when that came up recently in the Lawrence v. Texas case, that was a big deal because they were directly overturning a decision. And they had two very similar fact patterns, um, but they said, you know, we were wrong before. And they really hate doing that um, because it... it fucks things up, basically. You know, it's not consistent. Um, so, so they so, have to articulate so, a very good reason to do that. So do you think that that's what uh, 
is Alito's basically saying here is that, I mean, because you say he's dodging the question here about uh, whether he uh, will uphold precedent. Is he basically, because it sounds like to me he's saying, yeah, Roe v. Wade is precedent, so I'm going to uphold that on this whole idea of stare decisis. Is he not saying that? Yeah, well, and, and and he's saying even that not only do we have Roe v. Wade, but we have decisions that have come after Roe v. Wade that have affirmed that. Uh-huh. Um, you know, even though they may have, like, tinkered with it a little bit as far as, like, notification laws or whatever. But, you know, and so he's saying that that's powerful. But what he is not saying is that under no circumstances will he overrule that. I mean, he's leaving this space um you know, by which he could possibly say, you know, he could make up some kind of justification. I mean, there, you know, conservatives have all kinds of justifications for, you know, saying why abortion is wrong and da 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 da. I mean, it's not. He, he's not saying that he will never overrule Roe v. Wade. But that being said, you know, he's he's a responsible judge. I mean, he's very conservative, but in his past, I mean, he has been very responsible. And I don't think, I don't know. The following is a clip of Samuel Alito responding to a question from Senator Senator Joseph Biden about the president's authority to attack another country uh, without Senate permission. Do you think the president has the authority to invade Iran tomorrow without getting permission from the people, from the United States Congress, uh, absent him being able to show there's an immediate threat to our national security? Well, that's a a question that I don't think is settled by uh, uh, the whole issue of the extent of the president's authority to to authorize the use of military force without congressional approval has been the subject of a lot of debate. Uh, The the Constitution divides the powers relating to making war between the President and the Congress. It gives Congress the power to declare war, and obviously that that means something. It gives Congress the power of the purse, and obviously military operations can't be carried out for any length of time without congressional approval appropriations. Congress is given the power to, uh, to, to raise and support an army, to maintain a navy, to make the rules for governing the land and the naval forces. The president has the power of, of the commander-in-chief. And I think there's, there's been general agreement, and the prize cases support the authority of the president to take military action on his own in the case of an emergency. Uh, when there is not time for Congress to uh, to react. Um, is that the deciding question, if the Congress does not have the time to act? Well, the, the prize cases, I think, go uh, are read to go as far as to say that in that limited circumstance, the president can act without congressional uh, approval. Um, a lot of scholars say that what's important as far as congressional approval is not the form, it's not whether it's a formal declaration of war or not, it's whether there is, there is authorization in one form or another. I'm back. 
you are back. Hey, so, uh, you listen to this second clip. What, what do you think, uh, is, is he, uh, is he evading the question again? In this case, um, I think that he's right that it's not settled. Um, because the Constitution actually doesn't spell out specifically um, a lot. Of, there's, there's a lot of gray area in like what power belongs to the president versus what power belongs to Congress. And so a lot of, 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 of what we have is really tradition, like what have presidents done in the past. And then even Congress itself, like Congress is supposed to declare war. It's like their responsibility. But in the past, the, the, there's a necessity for one person to declare war and often in an emergency state. And so the president has kind of taken that on because to get Congress all together and try to declare war, I mean, it could take a month or something. Um, and so the, and there's actually been, um, uh, in the 70s, there was like a war powers amendment or a war powers, um, I'm sorry, a law that was passed, um, you know, trying to get some power back to Congress. Anyway, it's a big gray area. And so when, when they're saying, does the president have this responsibility, I think he's right in saying that it's a gray area. Okay, so, so basically, uh, I guess in your opinion then, is it legally okay for the president, if he decides he wants to uh, bomb Iran, that he can go ahead and do that tomorrow without asking uh, Congress? And do you think that that's um, what Alito's saying, too? Um, I don't think that Alito's saying that it is legal. Um, I personally, I mean, I don't like the idea, and I would have to do more investigation to decide myself whether I think it's legal. But I think if you ask, like, an actual constitutional scholar, he would say, we don't really know. There's no clear-cut answer on this. But, I mean, one thing that they, a related subject um, that Alito is kind of strong on is executive power in general. He believes that the president should have wide latitude of power generally, and there's, and obviously President Bush feels like you that's know, what he's I gathered too. Kind of dictatorship around here, um, and that you know, and there's certainly there's an attraction. I, I think especially for conservative people of having this one powerful person who does a lot of stuff, but, you know, I mean, Mussolini made the trains run on time, but we don't, you know, there are definitely downsides to living in a dictatorship, and I think we're experiencing some of the negative effects of having a strong unitary executive, so, so um, oh, yeah, what over, did you think about this? Well, I, I, right, I'm, overall, I'm pretty uh, concerned about uh, this guy getting on the court, um, like yeah. you said, I, I think I think he is—he's uh, dodging the questions. He's doing it even a lot more brilliant in a lot more brilliant way than Judge Roberts did. And uh, you know, so I'm not going to say Bush knew what he was doing by picking him. I'm just going to say Bush got lucky in picking somebody that that uh, knows how to sit in front of a, a Senate committee. He's done it before, so. Um, I, personally, I think that if Roe v. Wade comes up again, regardless of what he said, he'll probably overturn it. Um, I, I think that not only is he dodging the questions, I don't think he's uh, uh, being truthful uh, with the Senate. And he's pretty much saying whatever the hell he can to get confirmed. Yeah, I, I feel that way, too. I mean, there's one thing, one kind of ray of hope that I have here, though, which is that um, either Alito, even though he's had very disturbing uh, kind of opinions in the past, 
there's still there's always that possibility that somebody could move toward the center when they're on the court, um, or Judge Roberts, uh, uh, Chief Justice Roberts. He, you know, I mean, he, he he's conservative, but a lot of his views aren't that well known. And I just I, I maybe this is like a vain hope, but I have this hope that when when these justices see that our country is like falling off the cliff, like we've gone so mm-hmm. far to the right, you know, that some of them will like you know, have sense enough to be that fifth swing vote and say, you know, for God's sake. Well, um, I I hope you're right. I, I think if uh, one of these two picks has uh, more hope, I, I, I honestly have more hope in uh, Judge Roberts than I do Alito. Um, I, he, and Becky, you know, can I just say to you and your listeners that Judge Roberts is so hot. He is <laughs> the hottest justice. In fact, a friend of mine refers to him as Skajilf. A Supreme Court justice I'd like to fuck. Nice. I mean, he has those deep blue eyes, and he gets that close, close shave. And I mean, when he looked at me during the uh, during his nomination, uh, the hearings or whatever, I mean, he looked into that camera, and I just melted. And I I would do whatever Justice Roberts asked me to. I <laughs> bet on. you would, you fucking slut. Well, uh, <laughs> thanks for uh, being on the show today, Edward, and uh, your expertise, uh, second-year University of Iowa student legal opinion. And uh, uh, we'll uh, talk again. Okay, I'll send you the bill. Right, bye yeah, I bet you will. Hi, I'm Jordan Taylor, also known as Rhythm Angel, and I'm inviting you to take a listen to my show, Rhythm Angel's Rockin' Blastcast. The show features rock and pod safe music and information about the artists who create it while offering a little commentary and a few other off-the-wall surprises from time to time. I'm just beginning, so the more listeners, the better to help the show grow and change. So check out Rhythm Angel's Rock and Blastcast at rhythmangel.libson.com. I'll keep an ear out for you, my friends. That was a promo from Jordan Taylor's Rhythm Angel Rockin' Blast cast. Uh, the reason I played that promo is I met her last Wednesday at the Portland Podcasting Meetup. Uh, she is a very fun woman, and as you can tell, she has a great radio voice, and she plays some really good music on her show. I would encourage you to check it out. I'm going to go ahead and play a song that I recently heard on one of her shows. This guy is one of the most popular artists on the Podsafe Music Network. His name is Matthew Ebel, and the name of the song is Drive Away. I hope you enjoy it. So sharp it'll make you bleed We don't talk, we just punch the clock We can't find each other in the same old gridlock Maybe a little escape, what we need Living your love and your work like a dog every morning The city's a pain like the latte stain on your dress
and I took it for granted. A bump in the road, not really a part of the drive. Come on, Kawana, it's alright. You made me believe tonight. It's love that makes you so damn good to be alive. That was uh, Drive Away by Matthew Ebel, courtesy of the Podsafe Music Network. I'm now going to do a new segment that is kind of a test. Um, the name of the segment is called Pet Peeves. We're going to do this every week. Uh, so bear with me here as we kind of muddle away, muddle our way through this uh, new little test segment. Uh, the pet peeve I have today is regarding bathroom etiquette. It's a pretty common one, but this one is kind of a pet peeve from a tranny perspective since I've only been using the women's restroom for about four years now. Actually, it's about three years. One of the things that I'm having a hard time getting used to is uh, going into a stall and seeing the lid on the tampon disposal box left open. Now, what I'm kind of curious about is, is this something that's just going to always bother me because I don't have that uh, monthly flow problem? Or does this bother a lot of you women out there that uh, do deal with this uh, monthly inconvenience? I'd love to hear from you. 503-608-7363 or 503-60-USE-ME. 
this is one of those things that just kind of uh, is pissing me off. <laughs> or I could say is an annoyance because the last thing I want to do is go in and uh, use the restroom and I see this box looking right at me with the lid open. Now, I've never looked inside, but the whole idea of knowing what's in there just kind of bothers me. Uh, you know, I, I see this as being no different than somebody taking a shit and leaving the toilet seat up and not flushing. So I want to know what you think. 503-608-7363. So let's go ahead and uh, play another song off of the Podsafe Music Network. The name of this song is Back in Action by a step behind.
The song you just heard was Back in Action by A Step Behind. I received an email uh, last week uh, from a listener who uh, corrected us on a uh, song that uh, Alex announced last week. Alex uh, picked out a song that he announced was a cover by Less Than Jake, when in all actuality, the song was actually by Less Than Jake. So uh, again, uh, I just wanted to uh, announce that correction and uh, thank that listener for sending us an email and informing us of our uh, little boo-boo there. Um, don't have very much, uh, we don't have any other emails to uh, talk about. Uh, we did have a voicemail from uh, a listener, I believe it was Jose who sent the voicemail, and we also had a voicemail from Edward. Well, I ended up losing those because I had to uh, reformat my hard drive. I'm going to go ahead and wrap this show up. We're approaching uh, an hour, and I do want to keep all my shows under an hour. I do appreciate you listening. And uh, let's go ahead and close the, song, the show off by a song on the Podsafe Music Network. The name of the song is Pass It On, and it's by 22. I hope you enjoy it. Song stuck in my head. I got a new song stuck in my head. I got a new song stuck in my head. I got a new song stuck in my head. It's funny cause it's something that you said and now it's all stuck fuck up in my head. It's affecting everything that I do In my life, in and out, flipping through So I'm asking you now, what should I do? Scrap that, I think I know what I'm gonna do I'm gonna pass it right back to you I'm gonna pass it on, pass it on to you Passing it on, 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 passing it on. I got a new song stuck in my head. I got a new song stuck in my head. I got a new song stuck in my head I got a new song stuck in my head
It's funny cause it's something that you said And now it's all stuck fuck, up in my head It's affecting everything I do in my life In and out, through and through What do you think I should do? Scrap that I know what I'm gonna do I'm gonna pass it on to you Passing it on, passing it on, passing it on Passing it on Passing it on, 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 passing it on. ตะกมะมะเจเซมาคอมตะกมะมะเจเซมาเนยยอมลาฟตินตะกอเกมะกะตะบุสุเจกะฟูดิมะนะวอเซฮาตะกมะมะนายเนกอเลยยอมโกม
as Susan said, I love feedback. 503-608-7363. Trainyrick at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening to the show. I love all of you.